Business Matters in association with Atlantic Technological University, Donegal. Study for a Doctorate of Business Administration and obtain the highest level management qualification available. Visit atu.ie forward slash dba. Hello and welcome to Business Matters here on Highland Radio. I'm Chris Ashmore. 2024 is upon us, and so another year dawns for businesses all over Donegal. And business organizations play an important role in fostering growth and assisting enterprises, be they large or small, and be times good or not so good, as well as lobbying and bringing key interests together to improve the business environment. Here in the county, the biggest business chamber is Letterkenny Chamber, which, like the town itself, has grown considerably over the last few decades. It was actually founded in 1965, and next year will be celebrating its sixth anniversary. Letterkenny Chamber now represents more than 300 businesses, not just in the town, but across the county as well. I went to its offices in Letterkenny to speak with its chief executive officer, Tony Forrester, about the year that's been and what lies ahead in 2024. Not surprisingly, our conversation touched on a variety of topics, ranging from access to the Northwest, the town as a thriving retail hub, challenges facing businesses, and plans for making Letterkenny a better place in which to live and work. Delighted to say I'm joined by Tony Forrester, CEO of Letterkenny Chamber. Tony, well, first of all, Happy New Year to you and Let's just reflect a little bit on 2023, a year of many, many challenges as always, but uh, overall from a, a Letterkenny and a Donegal point of view, um, things seem to be moving in the right direction. Happy New Year to you, Chris. Um, yeah, 2023 probably had its ups and downs, I would say. Um, and I suppose like a lot of years, you know, we worried about stuff and, and, and businesses as always got through them. Um, I think we, we had a bit more legislation we had to deal with and with a few more things coming in 2024. Now we kind of concern us, you know, just because the cost of business is going up and obviously last year we had electricity costs, all of that seemed to be going up. Um, businesses surprise you as, as they always do. And yeah. they get through, they make decisions, they, they, they have done okay. So our, our view would be that um, Letterkenny seems to be doing okay this year. Um, it's hard to say on the retail point of view where where things are until the kind of the receipts are all in. Um, and and this week, this first week in January, you tend to to still get people out shopping. Um, but I think from my our view, just looking out during the, first, the last few weeks coming up to Christmas, it was busy time yeah. for most businesses. And also, you know, we have businesses who get our gift cards off us coming up to Christmas. We didn't see a we didn't see a slowdown in in corporates um, rewarding their staff, which I think is a really good sign in that you know they're trying to um, I suppose keep their staff um, but also just reward them for the hard work they do. And government incentives as well, you know, it's it's favourable from a, a tax point of view to, to give people these these vouchers as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we will be coming out with our, our figure at some stage in the next week or so. Um, but yes, it's really tax efficient, and the businesses like it. They ask it, but they ask their company, their employees. I think what they want, and shop LK cards tend to come out 
pretty well on that. And the government is generous, you know, we're compared to, to Northern Ireland, to the UK. The UK gets £75 tax-free and we can give up to 1000 So it's a really huge thing for, for businesses to be able to do for their employees. Anybody who was around there, Kenny, in the weeks up to Christmas, there was a lot of traffic about, which is good in the sense that the town is busy. Uh, and even now, the last few days, despite the weather being pretty dreadful, it looks as if the sales have been going pretty well. Yeah, it does. It does. I mean, I, I'm, I'm looking around today. I'm thinking there's quite a lot of people walking around, um, shopping, you know, looking for bargains, I suppose. Um, and yeah, traffic's always will always be an issue here. I think in Letterkenny, um, I think. I didn't see very many days where it got really horrendous um, and I think people have maybe got patience and realised they want to do the shopping they, they need to maybe park and, and walk a little bit and see. but we interestingly you know we, we didn't see the snarl up over very many days that we maybe would have seen it in years gone by and I think maybe people have learnt you know we have late opening and there's more choice than probably ever before, so a little bit of planning can go a long way as well. Yeah, and also we have a lot of local, remember we have local businesses that do great online as well, and with a bit of click and collect. So people maybe are thinking a bit more about their, their journey or their options, and we're always trying to be about cars, which I probably shouldn't say, but um, you know, they're thinking more about their planning when they, when they come out. Um, and that's probably a good thing, but we, we definitely was was busy. You know, um, we we you only had to go out those last few weeks, and there was people everywhere and um, spending money. Uh, sometimes I wonder where they get it from, but they seem to have a money to spend. And the nature of business you touched on it there, the, the whole online. If we compare it now with ten years ago, it's it's a different planet altogether, and pretty much every business has to have an online presence. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you look at some of the, there's some local ones I don't really want to name too many, but there's a few who are really shining in terms of their online. Probably were doing it before COVID um, and then really up the ante during COVID because they had to and that's paid off for them. Now, um, all of them will tell you it costs money to do all of that, but the ones who are, are especially local ones, because they can still get brilliant service, they're selling all over Ireland and some worldwide. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a completely different ball game from what it was at least ten years ago. Um, I, I, I find it fascinating, you know, that anybody can sit in their phone in their living room on Christmas Eve and order stuff. I just yeah. think it's it's amazing. And I, I know there were certainly businesses that were concerned as more and more things went online that they might lose share locally but as you've mentioned there as well you know they're getting orders in from places that they would never have got before maybe now they have to put a a van on the road as well so you can't really compare like with like it's a different environment I don't really think you can you'll still have a lot of the businesses you talk to a few and they'd say do you really need a, a shop front but they still have that local trade and there's people who maybe look online and decide, oh no, I want to come up, I want to feel and touch it, and they make the journey to the shop. Um, and then all the rest of us who, who possibly like walking into the shop, but you'll notice shops now have much more experience and there's much more going on in the shops and uh, the retail outlets, and they have to be very attractive. Mm. You know, you're not just going in um, to spend your money, you really, you've done your research beforehand, so it's very, it's a very different environment. But I think um, we're still getting still get people out doing all their ordinary shopping or grocery shopping and, and they still like to browse. I think, I think maybe COVID when, when we weren't allowed out, <laughs> you kind of 
I thought, oh, I don't really, I should have never really like browsing, but actually, we all quite like having we wander around and see what there is. Indeed, and Leonard Kenny has that great mixture between branded national companies and international companies and ones that are household names and also the local ones. And that is important, isn't it, to have that sort of balance right? Yeah, I mean, when, when I, I always describe Little Kenny as a bit of a phenomenon. Um, you know, it has the two Dons, the two Aldis, the two Littles, and, and everything in between. I mean, I don't know if there's many towns around Ireland of this size that would have the mixture of retail that we have here. Um, so that, that, that keeps people, attracts people in, but it keeps people here. So we always have said Letter Kenny is the retail destination for the county. And I think that's just true, more true now than ever. Um, the retail, when we compare ourselves to Derry City, to, for example, you know, we kind of have most of the names mm. that, that, that are in existence there. So we're punching above our weight. And um, it, the variety really helps. I mean, I, I, Shop LK gift cards are accepted in so many. If we hadn't got that many stores, would we would it be successful? So you, you've got all of that balance. But I do think people, there's the odd retail would love to get here. Yeah. Um, well, we can't, we haven't got them yet. But it does keep people within the county um, shopping in Letterkenny. And Letterkenny is to Donegal what, what Dublin is to Ireland in, in many respects because this is the epicentre of, of trade in, in the northwest. It here. seems to be, and yeah. it surprises me every year, you know, when you meet people and they say, oh, yeah, I'm up from. Killy bags, or you know, a lot of West Donegal we've always traditionally had, um, and it used to be very, used to be a wee bit um, more about exchange rates and things like that, even the cross border trade. But I don't really see that as much now. So people, so people stay who yeah. normally go shopping elsewhere, but other people who just arrive from all over the county. And remember, lots so many people come here to work every day. Um, and when you're coming to a place to work every day, you're going to shop at it as well. Absolutely. You just have to look at the streams of traffic coming in and out, all, all the main arterial routes. Um, just on the cross-border trade, uh, sterling has been fairly steady, sort of about 15% differential. But it would appear, you know, 5, 10, 15 years ago, there was a lot of people went into the north. And, and is it because the prices in the north have maybe come up a little bit with Brexit, uh, plus the fact we've more choice here. There doesn't seem to be that same leakage as there was before. Definitely isn't the same leakage. No. Now, there's a wee bit. I, I don't really know what the answer to that is, except um, I think Brexit caused a bit of an issue because people thought, I can't buy that there and bring it over. Um, I don't think that's a problem. But um, they also, I think that you're right about prices. Prices in the UK have definitely gone up. Um, now they've gone up here a little bit as well, but definitely I would notice a, a change in, in prices of very ordinary goods. And if you're not going over for your sort of um, really grocery shopping things yeah. like that, yeah, you're not. Uh, you, you, there's not really any point. And then you'll hear people because of the service, uh, some say big goods like um, your washing machines, mm. those kind of things. People love the personal service, even the personal service from the large brands here. Um, and they know if something goes wrong, they can get it sorted. And I think, I always put this down to, I think there's a wee bit in the middle of COVID when people were getting serviced by their local shop. They were delivering to groceries, they were delivering everything and doing it so well. I think people feel there's a bit of a loyalty there as well. Mm-hmm. But exchange rates hardly come up anymore. Um, used to be every other week we would be, what's the exchange rates like? Hardly ever discussed anymore. In terms of access to Letterkenny, it's something that's constantly near the top of the list from, from a lobbying point of view and 
you know, if you if you look at the map of Ireland and the motorways, and there's this void in the northwest. There's a void for gas pipelines. There's a void for railways. We are the forgotten part. I need to tell you that. Um, your hopes for the the A5 and and getting a little bit better connectivity. Just you know, things just seem to drag on so long, don't they? Yeah. It, it, it. I suppose I expected things to have moved a bit quicker in the last, I've been here 16 years, so it's just a wee bit frustrating and it must be for everyone else as well. Um, the feeling on the ground is that the A5 report should be out very soon and if, if the Northern Ireland Assembly is on running, we should see progress there pretty quickly, I would say. So we're hoping that that's on. But that doesn't really solve the problem for Donegal and Access. So the 10T projects, which are the the... Ballybuffet Bypass, the road from Lifford to from Manor to Lifford, and the famous Bonnie uh, Link. I don't even sure what you call that. Um, I mean, they're really urgent. They're really important, and they're going through the process at the moment. They're in with the department. There's probably going to be a general election and definitely local elections this year. So we would hope that there'll be a decision made on on. Mm that it, it, it's got the funding, essentially. And the council have been working very hard on it. I think those things could change things for us in terms of access. I mean, you mentioned gas. We don't have gas. You mentioned, I don't think you mentioned rail, but, you know, we had a rail report last year. It it just left us out. It left the whole of Donegal out. Um, I don't see the... You know, I didn't see why anybody should be excited about that report. And our electricity even... Our electricity supply isn't really up to standard any, either, you know, for a growing, um, for a growing region. Mm-hmm. But we'll keep on going, yeah. and I think that's the point. I mean, we're working on a northwest um, value proposition with Dairy Chamber, just so that we're all on the same page. And we do a lot of work. We try and do a lot of work on a cross-border basis to look at the region, the northwest yeah. of the region, rather than just Letterkenny or Derry. And that's really important for us to get the government on our side to, to really move things forward. And to be honest, we need, I keep using this term, enabling investment. We need to be brought up to the to level that other counties got over the years. And um, if, if that happens, and I think we're getting good hearings on that, then you know we will move forward. There's, there's a lot of things, but they take far, far longer yeah. than I ever imagined. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, when, at least when a project starts, and the shovels are out, and the JCBs are in, it's moving. It's the amount of money on reports and reports and planning that really is so frustrating, because if they'd started some of these things years ago, they would have come in at a fraction of what they're going to end up being. I, that, I mean, the government, we've, we've had meetings all year, last year with government officials, and um, you know, they are talking about fixing the planning problems that Ireland faces. You know, is that going to help in the next two years? I don't know. Um, I would hope that they act fast. I suppose the other thing is we represent businesses. Businesses, that, larger businesses, who want to make changes, they have to do a bit of, you know, consultation, but they t- tend to try things out and get them to work and then fix them, fix the process yeah. if it didn't work perfectly the first time. Whereas in government, it seems to be just... It takes a long time to change, and I don't know if it matters who's in government. And so it'll be interesting to see how, how things move forward. But we've been trying to bring all the problems to you know, the issues, I suppose, to Dublin and put our case forward for our businesses. Um, and just it, it's going to take time. 
Um, they definitely other differences. I think last year I noticed with our other chambers around the country, they were we were bringing up housing as a huge issue, which we know and we know we've got the extra problem with housing here with um, um, defective blocks. But we, you know, the fact that our businesses were complaining that they couldn't get houses for people, private sector houses for people, because of supply. Other other chambers around the country were having the same issues, and you kind of go, well, for years we've been batting the drum for our problems. Um, so we just have to keep on doing that, and we we as a chamber will do our very best, um, and with our business members, just to, to, to push the agenda for the Northwest. Now, you working closely with Derry City Council and cross-border, there is a lot of cooperation uh, at third level as well and businesses. Uh, on a plus point, uh, the main road from Belfast to Derry has improved in quite a short space of time. They certainly built that fairly quickly and that has made a difference. I mean, access to Belfast isn't too bad now by, by road. Uh, the rail is being upgraded gradually from Derry to Belfast. You mentioned the All-Ireland Rail Report. There is some talk of Letterkenny, but it's well down the, the pecking order and we'll see what happens there. But from a business point of view and foreign direct investment, whilst improving the links to Belfast are good, it's not the same as Dublin because from a, an international connectivity point, you need to have that access you to Dublin. You certainly do. That, it's still, you know, all of these years I've been here, Chris, the, um, it's still the number one um, thing the businesses ask us to lobby for. And it's about access. You know, remember their executives are looking at lots of different places. They want to be able to get here very quickly, and it, it it's a bit of an issue yeah. with them getting. You know, we know we all know the road, and even if you go up through Belfast, you kind of still it's still a bit of a roundabout way. So yeah, access to Dublin is really important. Um, we we're we're lucky we have access air access to Carrickfin and um, Donegal Airport, um, and there is a push for. Um, Dublin Derry route as well that we're that we're we're behind as well. Um, I think I think you have to make it as easy for inward investment as you possibly can. And our you know our guys are uh, the IDA are selling this county as much as they can, but mm. there'll always be a comparison to other places. And perception is is a big thing because I'm sure you've been down in Dublin and people have made comments along the lines of oh you've come all the way from Donegal. And there could be somebody sitting beside you from Cork, and I know, because this is something I've brought up with people, Dublin to Cork is 163 miles, I think Letterkenny is 148, but you try telling that to somebody in Dublin, they think Cork is, is closer. It's fascinating. Yeah. Um, the difference is you can get on a train in Cork, yes. and you can work on the train, whereas we all, we all feel we have, we have to drive, really. And there's no real options. I think that's part of it. But yeah, you'd think we were the other end of the world at times. And we, I, I think we've been trying over the years not to fall into that narrative. Um, so we'll make it down for the early meetings and, and always be available. And you'll notice businesses here. They'll, they just, they make, they just say, oh, it takes three and a half hours. We'll be, we'll be there. Um, but it, it's the ease. It's it's when somebody, as you say earlier, looks at the map, and there are no train lines and there are no motorways. Because yeah. uh, you and can that's get a frustrating thing. 
Dublin to Cork in a car just over two hours in a train just over two hours and, and people it's, it's not a big deal but coming up here mm-hmm. seems to be for a lot of people a big deal yeah, yeah. So and, that's and it's back to if you look at the map or look at your bus route or something like that and say how easy it is to me to get up there oh, it's a wee bit complicated mm. and, and they think complicated and then we do know if you come up the traditional way we all use up and you know you do hit them the roads that aren't bypassed mm-hmm. and it's uh, frustrating to say the least but we, we I'm ever hopeful that uh, the A5 will move and I think as you mentioned the Belfast road the A6 once it started it took a wee while to get there but once it started especially that last piece um, it just all of a sudden happened over a few years um, and we always know that when we see diggers on the ground momentum takes over you start to see things happening much quicker and then once that happens other things fall into place so I'm ever hopeful Join us again after this commercial break. Study a Doctorate of Business Administration, DBA, at Atlantic Technological University and obtain the highest level management qualification available. This advanced degree can involve a remarkable journey of growth, both individually and within the broader context of the business world. Check out atu.ie forward slash DBA to register your interest. Welcome back. I'm with Tony Forrester, CEO of Letterkenny Chamber. Tony, the chamber itself, I was reading, was was founded in 1965. So I'm sure it started off with just a few members. It's grown rapidly over the years. And just to explain to to listeners, you know, it is so vital. It's so important. It's uh, for so many businesses because it's all about helping one another and that sort of collectiveness can reap dividends for not just the, the town and businesses but the whole area. Yeah, yeah, and I think way back it was set up by a few businessmen at the time um, who really were just keen to, um, I suppose, improve the business environment. And our, has our mission changed very much since then? No, that's what we're there for. We're there to help the business environment improve for everyone. Um, it's changed a lot over the last few years. We, we have changed a lot over the last few years, um, but I think they always had a vision of development. Um, when I, there's only one of them left now, and the founder members left. But uh, they never blocked. I think the thing with Letterkenny Chamber was they were more or less pro development. Didn't want to really block things happening. So other times it didn't get the big stores in. For example, Letterkenny said, "Bring it on." And. I, I think that's made a difference and I, our chamber over the years won't have issues going back and forward and sometimes you don't like a development happening but we've tried to be quite neutral on those matters um, and really just looked at Letterkenny as a growing town and wanted to be part of that. So mm-hmm. the chamber now represents over 300 members now, that goes up and down all the time um, but we were very pleased last year to get to our sort of 300 odd. Um, uh, it, it was sort of stuck at a uh, 260 sort of thing so that's it's huge and but it covers such a range of businesses you know all the, all the really large employers right down to micro one person businesses uh, and that gives gives us a really I suppose important breadth of knowledge um, so we can kind of gather you know what, what what are people feeling at the very small end and at the very at the large end of the market or of the of the business community 
and that's it's a very interesting place to be. So the chamber tries to help all of those as much as they can, and different businesses need us at different times. Mm. But as you said, the collective um, helping each other is really important, um, and sometimes it's hard to get that across. But we we watch now, particularly when we have a business development executive, Marie Shields. We kind of try and connect people as much as we possibly can. So if somebody has a need for something, we'll try and connect them with somebody mm. else who can help them. And that is, uh, you know, that's so important because a lot of people maybe they're importing from some raw material and you know it's great if you can source it locally and that's going to help everyone and then the whole networking side of things that has got more and more important over the years hasn't it it really has i think i think when i keep going back to COVID, and during the time when people couldn't really see each other we had set up a support local whatsapp group still there um, and it was really to give information to people. Um, but what we watched, what people watch on it, when we didn't put any information up, people were really sharing helpful information. And I, I still see that a little bit. Maybe not as much now, but a little bit. And that's the most important thing. Most people in business want to help others. They mightn't help their competitor, but there's no reason why they can't help someone in a completely different industry from them. Um, the large companies do this because it's their sort of corporate social responsibility, their ESG. But... Um, small businesses I find if they ask there's usually someone else someone out there who can help and yeah. um, what we tend to do is we kind of know the stakeholders as well so if somebody needs to go to the local enterprise office we'll send them there because that's the right place for them to go um, so we tend to get people I, I tend we tend to get people who come in who are just starting off um, and we try and put them on the right path for that but the, and then the, the, the ones who are established in business the questions can come up at a networking event or just because you meet them somewhere mm. and they ask you something and they like, no, don't know. And, and I suppose what we do over the years is we say, I don't really know the answer to that, but I can find out. And that's what we try and do because um, we, we don't have all the knowledge here. Um, so that's been an interesting journey over the years. you know. And then as businesses get slightly bigger, their issues change mm. and their issues move into maybe HR. Um, raising money, making finance, you know, things like that. They change. But we would like to think that we're, we were there to help them at any stage. And the supports, fair to say that they are out there? I would probably say they are. Yeah. I think sometimes... Um, sometimes it's fine know, to actually find them. Yeah, or, or, or asking the right question sometimes. Mm. You know, I would say, I mean, our local enterprise office, I, I have to give them a really big plug. They are really good. Um, and, but, and they have a process. So you just get into the process and they have supports around various things, you know, their engineering cluster, they have food cluster. I find they touch far more businesses than maybe people give them credit for. Um, and if they feel like you've sort of gone through with them, then they can put you on to Enterprise Ireland. So there's lots of there's lots of support out there. We have our, our collab, you know, with ATU. And I think sometimes just ask the question. Yeah. And then if uh, and then try and get pointed in a direction, but there'll be a business. There'll nearly always be somebody who's been in your position, <laughs> so they can uh, uh, help. They they can actually smooth that path probably a lot easier. Letter Kenny's done well in terms of foreign direct investment, and the companies that are here have expanded significantly in the last number of years, and. Uh, business and technology park that whole area there's plenty of room there for further development so you know long term 
the prospects look good in that regard. Seem to be. I think uh, I think I saw planning permission for another build, and there was a wee bit of a a lack of um, high quality office space. Um, and I think people are trying to address that with the Alpha and Beta buildings that are going to be happening very soon right in the town centre. It'll be really interesting. Um, but I think everybody works really hard on a remote investment. And I think we have been, um, it's, it's been really good for us. And you know, you look at your um, TCS, which was Primerica, and PGM now. And uh, even Zeus, you know, people mm-hmm. never nobody ever talks about Zeus, mm-hmm. but they've increased their and, and their building. Their building, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, and just what what that tends to do is those large employers tend to feed them into the smaller businesses, you know. So you mm-hmm. look at some of the suppliers into that, like FM Services or um, Boyle Construction. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all there mm-hmm. um, working on the, the ecosystem, I suppose, that is our foreign direct mm-hmm. investment. Um, our you know, people always would have criticised foreign direct saying they'll only stay for as long as they want to be here. They've got, they're rooted in our communities and they're employing people from all over the place. So I think we all want them to stay and we all want to make the environment the best we can for them. And they have also worked very closely with the likes of the ATU as well. And, and that's that's been a, a big shift in recent years that there's that direct link with third level and having employment and the skills for these companies as well. Yeah, I think we often talk about um, team, team Northwest region, but it's always team that I can, to a certain extent, you know, your ETB and ATU work close together, the businesses walk straight into ATU and get courses that they need, the large companies, and I think now with being a university, we've got that whole research end as well, that I mean, if you look at some of the larger companies here, they really work hard at at the kind of high end stuff in their businesses, and they maybe they see that you maybe don't see that outside into the world, but as much. But they they want their software engineers. They need that high level stuff going on, and they need a feed from the university. Um, so I think the universe, uh, the fact that we now have a university, is really important yeah. to 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 Letterkenny mm. and to Donegal as a whole. In terms of retail and retail space and availability, uh, we see these surveys and some towns, I think Balbuffet had the distinction of having one of the, the highest amount of vacant property. It can keep the, the prices down. If, if you look at Letterkenny, you know, do we need much more new builders or a lot of stuff out there that, that still needs to come on stream in, in those properties that were developed maybe during the boom but then didn't, weren't filled. I mean, to be fair, probably the, the retail parts are filled, are more or less filled. I know the shopping centres fill, full and courtyards not bad as well. I think the, the worry bit of, for us is the main street to the main, the, the old town, I suppose, if you want to call it that. Um, you know, lower main street and parts of Upper Main Street, but just have der- are der- yeah. derelict, and you might have seen, or you will have seen, signs going up in the last week for Christmas, asking for information on ownership of some of those. That's the council going out to say we we want to do something with this. Um, we were a bit shocked at the amount, I suppose, of derelict properties because you can walk around and really not see them if you aren't looking. I suppose, but the council have done work on on identifying them. And I think our councillors and ourselves and everybody have been a bit surprised that they might. And um, we need to think about how you do that. So the, the, the master planning for Letterkenny would say that, is that retail going in there? A wee bit of it might be. Or, but big retailers, 
you know, like a UK multiples, they want a box. They don't necessarily want a complicated building. Um, but there was talk. There's been talk about you know living over the shop again, you know, housing in the centre of the town again, built with good quality. Um, and I think that probably looks like how the master plan's been developed. Mm-hmm. And that could make the revitalising that because you, you want a, a vibrant town centre. You really do. Mm-hmm. We all go. We all travel. And when we travel, we go to the old town. That's just what we all do. And we all love walking around those wee shops. So there's potential there. Um, even we talked about when the Alpha and Beta building get built, they also sort of bleed into Port Road. Mm. And with the theatre doing their outside space, which is hopefully should be done this year, um, there should be a bit more opportunities for outlets, possibly up that bit of Port Road, which then leads into the main street. So there's, there's opportunity, uh, and it's really just getting it right. Um, mm. uh, and it's going to take a wee bit of time. But I think everyone's looking at the potential there is in the areas where there's most dereliction for one to And making a positive out of a negative, you know, this is the word potential is, is the key um, because if you transform that whole area and once it gets going, it can get a bit of momentum. Likewise, through the council, the, the 2040 project and the, the link from the government office or the public services offices and we're going to have new areas of green space and parks. So, you know, the outlook as a, as a living environment is, is very positive. I think it could be, yeah. We, we've talked about this screenway for years, and, and we've got the, the beginning bit of it, which was very ambitious. It's, it's a big, ambitious plan. Um, I believe that the, the greenway from, um, I'm trying to think, Cultural Quarter, I think it's called, from the museum down through the Regional Culture Centre, I believe that's going through process at the moment. Again, that link starts linking things. We always talk about Letterkenny, maybe not, we don't walk as much as we should. Um, I know when Joe Bonner Road opened, you could at least take off that corner and walk across. So there's loads of that opportunity. And as, as I said, you know, you then, once you have a, I suppose, space like a greenway, you then maybe a little coffee shop opens or a, you know, a place for people to stop or, or something like that. So. Yeah, I think it's ripe for opportunity once, but really it does, we said this earlier on, once you start seeing development on the ground, diggers, (laughs) building buildings, then people will start taking maybe some of those opportunities. But if you look at what the Cathedral Quarter, for example, did, you know, very small incremental work and they've created a lovely, there's a lovely street there and there's no reason why Lady Kenny can't have more of that. I think as time goes on, if you ever walk up and have a look at all the little alleyways, there ha- there are that maybe at the moment aren't being used. If you brought some of those back into life, you could have a really quirky, um, uh, trendy sort of space. And and I think um, I think we I'd like to think in a few years we would be going that road. Yeah. And Lady Kenny, you know, some people may well feel that during the boom or even parts of the 80s and 90s, it did expand very rapidly. It was arguably a little bit higgledy-piggledy in, in, in places. But again, back to the potential, I mean, the room is there. Uh, it could end up being a very nice city is what it will become eventually. And that's, yeah. you know, we, we, we've heard talk about Letterkenny becoming a city. And tying back into what you said there about walking, you know, a lot of people maybe who are from the town or from the area 
the days of being able to drive and park outside every shop, they're gone. And if you live in a big urban place, you know, you have to be able to park, walk. Public transport, again, we're, we're probably sort of not big enough to have a, a proper system and we're, we're falling between two stools here but these things are no doubt matters that the Chamber are looking at. I think so, um, we've talked a lot about time, buses and things like that. I think um, the, the suggestion is that two years time there will be, I think will be funded by the NTA. Um, and again, if you think about students coming for example, they want to be able to get around. You know, they don't necessarily have cars. So we're growing a university. We need to make it attractive for those young people to get in from where they're living and to be able to use the town in a, in a more, I suppose, cosmopolitan, you know, a, a more like a city, as you say. Um, so we, I think that's that's been talked about a lot and you'll hear councillors talking about public transport. Again, there's talk about, a, um, there is a plan for the transport hub, so we move all those buses and coaches to get to get people from all over the place into Letterkenny and out of Letterkenny um, into one space, you know, where taxis and, and all of that can meet and people on their e-scooters and their bikes and all of that. So there's a, there's a lot of, um, yeah, I think as you grow, I mean Letterkenny's a bit at capacity. It, it, it doesn't necessarily work the way it's designed at the moment, but if we got some of those things in place in the next few years, I think it could start to, to move in, in a different way and people and one of the problems is you'll only walk where you perceive it to be safe and friendly and nice and mm. nice to walk you don't really want to walk along roads that are just traffic yeah. all the time and if you notice that some of them are getting a bit narrower so that's a kind of interesting mm. um, this is just an interesting way the town could be used we do I would argue have enough car parking spaces um, just getting people to use them yeah. and, and walk a little bit yeah. is sometimes a challenge and people, when they go maybe to another city, they don't seem to have a problem parking and walking, but it doesn't always happen locally. No, I, I, I don't know, because I, I live in Derry, if you don't mind me saying, um, and my husband wouldn't pay for a car parking space, even though they're really cheap. He would park and walk, right? That's, right, that sounds really stupid. But people seem to want to always park very close to where they are, or get it free. You can't always get the car parked yeah. free, but I, I use I use the Donegal app here for parking. So I can park on the main street, I can park up and come with some of the yeah. tennis day car parks for next to nothing, yeah. you know, and, and it's handy. I think many years ago I, I did a survey, a random unscientific survey on car parking prices and Letterkenny was one of the cheapest towns in the whole country really and, and probably still is. Yeah, you know. I think it really is low. Yeah. And but the app you're only paying for what mm. you what you mm. use. And I I, mm. I I know I don't know whether younger people will this will change for mm. them. But yeah. I think the days I think you're right, the days of just always thinking you're always mm. going to get outside the shop you want to go to mm. aren't really there anymore. So looking to twenty twenty four um employment legislation and increased costs and the minimum wage and uh there's various things coming down the track which are added pressures uh, for businesses. But overall, the, the business climate is, is pretty positive. It, it, it feels that way. Um, I mean, the cost of living crisis has been going on for a while now and, and you still feel that a little bit out there. But businesses are recruiting still. And I think their biggest challenge at the moment is staff. Yeah. yeah um, part of that's maybe young people going away but uh, I don't know if that's everything I think it's just people choosing what job they want to do mm -hmm. so 
our businesses, when they'll have those challenges of new legislation coming in, they, if they want to keep staff, they're going to have to work with them. And, and we are going to have to attract new staff and new people from different places and from all over the place to get yeah. to come and work. Um, and our population is growing all the time, and so that creates more demand in, in itself for just day-to-day items. Well, it does, exactly. You know, what have we got to? 22,000. I mean, we'll again. Yeah. Um, yeah, Letterkenny is, has, as I keep saying, it's the urban centre, so it, it's always going to get, you know, more demand. Um, but I suppose the businesses need to keep recruiting to make sure that the demand can get satisfied. And just back to membership, why should people join Letterkenny <laughs> Chamber, you know, sell it? Well, I suppose it is about connections. It's about making connections with people. We run really good events. We've had some, 2023, we, we stepped up a little bit more and we ran, we had our presence lunch with Mary Lou uh, McDonald. Um, our awards are getting better and better each year. Um, but it really is about those connections we can make. We always say to our members, <coughs> we're an open door. Just ask us the question. If we, can, if we don't know the answer, we'll tell you. If we don't know the answer, but we'll go and try and find out for you. And that's the most important thing. We'll link, we can do your linkage yeah. for you. Great, Tony. Many thanks for joining us this week. Thank you so much, Chris. You've been listening to Business Matters. My guest this week, Tony Forrester, Chief Executive Officer of Letterkenny Chamber. And finally, if you want to contact me, Chris Ashmore, you can email me at businessmatters at highlandradio.com. Business Matters, in association with Atlantic Technological University, Donegal. Study for a Doctorate of Business Administration and obtain the highest level management qualification available. Visit atu.ie forward slash dba.